This is a True Foundations podcast. Real time, real life, real answers. Good morning. I want to take you to a passage that talks about hope. This is a different kind of hope because we hope for many things. And really, what we are saying is, I wish. I wish things would return back. I wish for a better time, a better day. I wish for the uncertainty to pass. I wish for the restrictions to pass. All of those things. But there's a couple of verses here following on uh, from the Christmas story, the most wonderful story that actually addresses this very strongly for us. So let's turn to Matthew. And you'll find this in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 13. And this is just after the visit of the wise men. So here we go. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death. So that which, that which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. This is a most remarkable incident uh, where hope is embedded in God's purposes. Jesus had come, the Messiah of God, and he found himself in a very, very dangerous place. It should have been the safest place in the world for the Messiah, but it wasn't. It was dangerous. His life was under threat. And so God gave instruction, and he said, take him into Egypt. Now that seems a strange place. Egypt was the place of slavery in the Old Testament. There was, of course, a Jewish settlement in Egypt, quite a large one in those days. And so there were some familiar things. But actually, the reality of this is that it was a safe place for the little boy for a season. Unexpected, but it was safe. And there is a message in this for all of us. First of all, Jesus, he connected with the bondage that was slavery in Egypt in times past for God's people. So it was part of his experience. It was a prophetic symbol, really. But it was also God's means to keep him safe so that he could accomplish his purposes until the time uh, would come that his purposes will be fully accomplished. So there's the history, there's the event, but I want to take you to a passage in the Revelation, which looks at this from a different perspective. In fact, it's a vision. So what it does for us, it takes us behind the scenes. And this is a small vision with the most hope that we can uh, take hold of uh, for our walk in this world 
for this time. It is a wonderful passage. And so we need to turn to Revelation chapter 12. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in labour and agony to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven. There was a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads were seven diadems. His tail swept away a third of the stars in heaven and hurled them to the earth. And the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she did give birth he might devour her child. But she gave birth to a son, a male who is going to shepherd all nations with an iron scepter, and her child was caught up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness, where she had a place prepared by God to be fed there for 1,260 days. It's basically the same story, but expanded out, and it takes us behind the scenes. That's what visions do. They are full of symbol and metaphor, but they bring to us an amazing truth. And it is simply this. Here we are in uncertain days. Uh, there are all kinds of pressures coming from different sectors, uh, whether it's the culture, uh, whether it's uh, ungodly governments, uh, whether it's even the weakness of God's people, maybe. Here we are, we find ourselves in this world. Now the vision echoes the story of Jesus, the Messiah of God. It shows how he came and immediately Satan was against him. I tried to bring him down, to destroy him, put him out of the way, but God protected him. He snatched him up. It's the whole history of Jesus's life in a few words. Uh, so that God's purposes through the Messiah uh, would be invincible and kept safe. But then having finished his work, uh, the woman represents now uh, all of God's people, the Church of Jesus Christ, down through the ages. That's the 1,260 days. The whole age of God's church, uh, his kingdom that is coming, the gospel age. It is all of that period wrapped up into a symbol. Now, here's the interesting thing. The world seems to be an unsafe place. The world is against God's people. It's somewhat like the days of Jesus, the world that he was born into, at the Jerusalem and Israel of his day, which should have been safe for him, was not. It was unsafe. It was dangerous. Fearful, maybe. But God protected him by taking him into Egypt, the last place you would expect. Egypt, which was the place of slavery that represented the fallen world. And here we find ourselves. Now the church. Messiah has risen and ascended and has conquered the enemy on the cross, dispossessed him of his power. And we find ourselves as his followers in this dangerous, uncertain world that is against God's people.
The interesting thing is this, and this is where there is much, much hope. It would seem that everything is stacked against the church. But this is not what the vision shows. It shows the world as a wilderness, a desert place. In other words, the world itself can offer us absolutely nothing. There is nothing that it can give us that is good. And there is nothing that we can take from it. It is a wilderness. And yet, here is the real story of hope. God is for his people and he protects his people. And even more than that, he provides for his people. Now, here's the interesting thing, because the symbol follows the story of ancient Israel. It takes its symbolism from the children of Israel. There they are in the desert. Not really a good place for them. It's not where they should have been. Not really, but it was there. And yet what happened in the wilderness? Did not God show his miraculous provision? Did he not provide for them food and water? Did he not look after all of their needs? Uh, did he not make his presence known? The glory of God uh, through the temple and everything that that represented. The tabernacle in the wilderness, dangerous and yet glorious, magnificent, majestic, miraculous. And so... We should look at our journey in this life through the world, which stands against everything that God has for us in his wonderful purposes. Evil on every hand, uncertainty, difficulties, trials. And yet, what does it say? Where God had a place prepared for them and he fed them. For 1,260 days. Here we have it. In the face of all of the uncertainty. Things that we would like to be. Maybe they will not be. We have no way of knowing. It can change of course. But really. The way that we should look at this. Is that we are in this situation. The enemy has his ideas about all of this. There's no doubt he's at work behind the scenes. If he can bring pestilence, he'll bring pestilence. If he can cause a culture to implode upon itself and decay, he will. If he can bring about wrong control by government oppression, he will do that. But God has a different perspective. And we who are in Christ, we should have a different perspective. In fact, we should recognize that God has prepared all of this. What I'm not saying is that he has deliberately caused a pestilence. I'm not saying that. He has prepared all of this the fallenness of the world, which is a reality, he has prepared that it might work for our good. So whatever comes, whatever goes, 
in Christ we are being fed. Now is that not a wonderful thing? I hope you have fed well over this period of time. Now of course for me, Karen makes a Christmas cake every year. Every year. I like my Christmas cake. I'm only supposed to eat a little bit of it, so I do. But I like my Christmas cake. And usually, when we have funks round, I cut them off a slice. It might not be a very big slice, but it's there anyway, and they are welcome to share. Now on this occasion, it's kind of pretty much all for here. Uh, the Christmas cake, what a benefit of the lockdown. You see, you've got to take it where you can. But here's the reality. In the wilderness, where it would seem that everything is against us, where it would seem that there is a lack, does it does not God provide us with all kinds of miraculous and wonderful provision to help us stand strong, uh, to help us overcome? And here is where our real hope is. It is not based on the likelihood that one day uh, this COVID business uh, will become past history and we have learned how to deal with it and to put it away. And one day, hopefully before very long, uh, we can travel around, uh, we can do the things that we like to do, uh, we could do the things that we desire to do. But really, that is not what our hope is vested in. Our hope is vested in the purposes of God who protected his son in ancient times. And he is now exalted. And he has for all of his people throughout uncertainty, difficulty, even loss, throughout all of that, he gives us hope uh, because he feeds us and it's his food. It's better than Christmas cake. It's better than turkey. It's better than all the provision that is available in this fallen world. Even God's goodness in that, it is better than that because it is the kind of provision and hope that will take us beyond all of this into a place of absolute safety when we join his Messiah as his work is fulfilled and completed. The purposes of God come to fruition. Evil is put away, goodness remains, and there we are in the presence of God, full of joy, walking forever in communion with him. Amen. And God bless you. Peace be to you. And grace be to you. For now and the future. Amen. Thank you for joining us. True Foundations is headed by David J. Jones, a preacher and teacher of the Word of God. His passion is to help individual Christians discover their true identity in Christ and to learn how grace operates in their lives.
Currently residing in Canada, he is taught in both North America and the UK and has listeners all over the world. If you have questions about anything you've heard today, please email us at info at truefoundations.ca. Or for more information on True Foundations resources, please visit our website at truefoundations.ca.